The Seahawks commit a ton of penalties. They suffer some legit injuries. And this leads to a Seahawks loss to the Rams, 17-16. to Welcome back to the Seattle Sports Show, where we love Seattle professional sports. I'm your host, Mikey, and this is the Seattle post-game show, Seahawks post-game show. And unfortunately, we are coming to you again, once again, after another loss to the Rams. Again, Pete Carroll is now 10-5 and five, uh, in his career against Sean McVay. Sean McVay just has Pete Carroll's number. The refs also had Pete Carroll's number in this game, but we'll talk more about that as we go along here. Uh, uh, you know, I guess I don't sound it right now at this moment because this, uh, you know, I'm recording this like many hours after the game is over, but I am just furious about this game and, and the outcome of this game. It is just... It is, it is ridiculous. <laughs> so many things about it, okay? Um, but but let, let's just kind of work our way through it here. Uh, okay, so here's something that I totally missed this week. I did not even know Jamal Adams was going to be out of this game with a knee injury. Uh, I somehow uh, just missed that in the reports, uh, but Jamal Adams was out. He was not in this game, and that made a big difference uh, in this game. You could feel it throughout the game that we were missing Adams once again. You know, I was going into this game. I just recorded an episode the morning of this game, before the game was out, and I was excited that, hey, this game is going to look a lot different because we have a lot more players uh, healthy this time around versus than what we had in week one. And then, sure enough, I, I, I start watching the game, and well, what do you know? Jamal Adams is out. So that was uh, already, uh, you know, a concerning start. Because I said, the, uh, the way this Rams team is const constructed, uh, it is built to beat the Seahawks. So when your star players go down, that is concerning. When you're going against a team that uh, the way they are built, the way their plays are called and uh, structured, you know, is specifically to be able to beat you, that is, uh, that makes it even harder when your stars are out. Uh, so Jamal Adams was out. Uh, you know, the other really frustrating thing about this game, I missed the first two minutes. Not by my own fault. I was at home. I turned the TV on. I turned to the channel. And guess what? It was just a blank screen for like the first two minutes of the game. When I when the broadcast finally came through, uh, there was only like 13 minutes left in the first quarter. So two minutes had gone by in the game. So that means the broadcast was down for even more than two minutes because, you know, there's stop clockage and all that. Um, so the, that was another thing that was really annoying uh, about being a fan uh, trying to watch this game today. 
And then, yes, all the penalties. Were some of them self-inflicted? Yes, a lot of them were and should have been called. But there was a lot that were ridiculous in this game. Uh, and then just frustrated, uh, frustrating to see injuries uh, happen throughout this game because, again, our next game is already this coming Thursday on Thanksgiving against uh, the division opponent who now... Uh, have the sole lead for first place in the division. Um, so uh, frustrating to see that uh, we're, we're having uh, more players uh, get hurt, uh, and then we have to turn around and play a Thursday game. Uh, yeah, so that was kind of the you know frustrating things that uh, happened before and during uh, this game uh, but let's talk about what actually happened in the game uh, something that I did like uh, that was kind of the story of this game uh, was uh, a little bit more creativity from Shane Waldron here who still I think did a horrible job of play calling in general in this game uh, based on you know situational play calling uh, but I did like seeing all the creativity that there was today. Um, it kind of masked how bad the play calls <laughs> uh, were given situations. Uh, uh, so I, I think, you know, just from what I saw, uh, you know, fans kind of reacting to what were liking the formations that we was running. I, I myself really love the formation with the two backs in the backfield lined up on either side uh you know both of them lined up on the same side together on the side of Gino I, I like that formation I like that it, it it really throws uh the defenses off uh balance and it really gives you uh you know a good amount of options of whether you're going to run or if it's going to be a play action Right, so uh, I, I like seeing all the motion out of the backfield today. Let's kind of talk our way through this now. Uh, I'm not going to. I, I think I'm going to try to keep these episodes shorter. And uh, you know, I've been doing like breakdown, like of each drive uh, of the game. And I, I think I'm going to try to go away from that and see. Uh, you know, there's just. Uh, a few dozen of you listening, so I'm going to try and see if I if this is a change that makes sense, and see if um, you guys like it or not. So I, I'm going to try to not uh, go so detailed, uh, but we'll still do some deep. We'll we'll, we'll still hit some uh, points. Uh, for instance, we are going to hit the first drive of the first half. What a way to come out and start the game, right? Gino was standing tall and strong in the pocket in this drive. He delivered a first down um, pass to lock it. Um, again, we were already getting motion out of the backfield uh, here. We ran a screen for, for Bobo uh, out with motion out of the backfield. Uh, we had Charbonnet in here early, running up the middle for a first down. Again, uh, already in this first drive, we saw... Charbonnet and Canine um, lined up together in the backfield on the same side together, lined up uh, next to Gino. I, I like that. I like that look a lot. Um, we saw Gino again. He was he was on point today, delivering strikes. 
uh, to JSN. Um, you know, one of them was ruled out of bounds, but it was still, the ball was placed beautifully. Um, just Jason couldn't quite keep his toes in. Um, uh, but you know, uh, Gino was able to stand tall against pass rush, uh, uh, again. And, and then this time he hit JSN, uh, this time in the middle of the field, so no question <laughs> that it was completion and got the first down. And then, um, you know, uh, they just continue to march down the field. Uh, Gino threw another uh, strike to DK. And then um, we had, again, the play action that comes uh, out of being in rhythm like they were on this first drive is just leads to great things. We had a play action pass to Charbonnet. Boom, first down to lock it. Then you get a slant to... Um, to DK, he's one-on-one -on, -one on the outside. You know he's going to win that, gets the touchdown. What a way to start the game, right? That It was starting out looking like, hey, this is going to be, um, this is going to be real good, uh, a real game, good game for us. Um, you know, and then on our, uh, you know, uh, 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 on our defensive drive after this, um, you know, this is, we, we already saw, uh, the penalties st start, uh, Julian Love, he did not have overall, uh, he had some big plays today, but overall not a great game. He had a real bad, dumb passive, uh, pass interference call, um, on him here where he just did not turn around. He did not look for the ball, and boom, you just give up 47 yards uh, on a pass interference. Um, you know, uh, j just so many flags in this game. Uh, Cooper Cup was then himself called for a passive, uh, uh, offensive pass interference uh, against uh, Love. The, the I think it was like the very next play. Um... Again, we had offsides on this drive that uh, gave them a free play. Cup was wide open, and we actually got lucky that uh, the ball was just thrown slightly off and Cup didn't come up with it. Um, again, ref throws a flag for P.I. on Woolen. Rams get the ball in the five, and we actually held them out of the end zone four straight downs, and we got the ball back. So again, starting out the game, uh, offense and defense, uh, it was looking like, hey, we are, we aren't, we're on, we're running on all cylinders today. This is going to be good to go, right? But uh, just uh, after that, it just, uh, you know, it just not everything was quite clicking. Uh, offensively, I mean, they were doing enough. Everything was looking better this week. They were they were getting first downs. Uh, they were, uh, you know, actually, let me look at the number. Let me see. It felt like they were getting more third downs today. Turns out really not the case. It was mostly that first drive, right? Not So, again, today just not great uh, converting on third down. Five for 15. 
Again, that that kind of number is not going to get it done. So, uh, you know, they, they do a good job of getting them like running plays that don't get them into third down. But when you are in a third down situation, you got to get it. You just got to get it. And Charbonnet, not Charbonnet, Shane Waldron needs to call some plays, dude. I'm getting sick and tired of this guy calling deep shots on on uh on, on third and short. We had a um third down play today, third and two, and he's throwing it deep with Drew Locke in there. I I guess we're not even to that part of the game. That's how frustrated I am with uh, now I'm starting to feel it again. <laughs> I'm starting to feel the frustration again with this game. But not even, well, that doesn't happen until way later in the game and I'm already talking about it. But yeah, come on, Shane. Dude, call call the game. Like see the situation on the field. Third and two. Uh I saw a stat uh after the game in Shane Waldron uh called offense since he's been offensive coordinator. He only runs thirty-two percent of the time on third down uh with three yards or less to go 32% of the time. Seattle, the last 10 years, that is our identity, is running the ball. Run the ball, Shane. We don't need to throw the ball 15, 20, 25 yards down the field on third and short. Why are you making it harder on your quarterbacks? Especially, why are you doing that with your backup quarterback in there? You're supposed to be making the job easier for him, not harder. It's ridiculous. I'm, you know, if the if the if the Seahawks don't win the Super Bowl this year, I want Shane gone. I mean, that's how sick and tired I am of this guy. Okay, <laughs> like the only way that's it's going to turn around for me now at this point is if the Seahawks go on to win the Super Bowl. Then I'll say, okay, you know what? I guess they did well enough that. Uh, Waldron must be doing something good enough to that they can win a Super Bowl. But if it's anything less than that, you know, I'm ready to move on from the guy because as a fan uh, of football my whole life, played football, uh, studied it, uh, helped with coaching, I, I just, I just do not understand what he's doing here. And I, I just don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to see the guy, uh, or, or or watch an offense that this guy is calling. Um, you know, it's just, it's just, uh, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, but where were we? I mean, yeah, I got to get back to, <laughs> back to the game to the point we were. You know, through. Let's just kind of talk. I guess the first half offensively in, in totality, right? Where 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 um. Where we're uh, we're actually running the ball well with Charbonnet up the middle. Um, that's helping again. Once again, that's helping uh, play action pass. Um, we are uh, unfortunately not again in a on a couple of drives in a row. They're not able to punch it in for touchdowns, and again, we're settling for field goals. That's been a real problem for us this year. We are not converting on third downs, and we are not converting t touchdowns in the red zone. We're getting field goals, great, but uh, we need more 
we need more touchdowns, obviously. Uh, I mean, you're just not going to win games in the NFL in 2023 by just kicking field goals. Okay? Um, so, uh, I mean, they again, they did a good job of getting uh, the ball moved uh, and sustaining long drives to take a lot of time off the clock uh, throughout the first half um, uh, offensively. And then, uh, I guess, defensively, first half, uh, again, we were, we were seeing the, uh, the way that uh, just penalties were killing them. Uh, pass interference, offsides, um, you know, and then, uh, uh, you know, they were... The, the Rams were able to score a touchdown before the half, you know, and, and we were looking like, um, you know, it, it, it wasn't looking that bad, though. It was looking like, hey, we're heading in to um, the half with a lead. So uh, we, we should be we should be OK as long as we come out, we play the second half like we did that first half. Uh we're going to be good. But in the very first drive of the second half, uh, Wisley drop, Disley drops a ball uh, while he's wide open right to him. And then uh, we get a pass that was deflected on third down, and we ended up punting. And it was real quick. So it was like, okay, that's not a good start to the second half. Uh, we did not want to see that. Um, then we saw, uh, we you know, the very next drive, we're seeing them continue to struggle. Um uh, just offensively, I mean, Charbonnet, he, he was a bright spot today. He, he goes for it uh, on fourth down and, um, uh, he picks up the first down, uh, on a little pass play. Um, looked like Gino had a chance to connect with DK deep for a touchdown. Didn't quite, uh, hit it. Uh, and then penalties again. They kill the next set of downs. They can't move the ball. And we settle for yet another uh, field goal from Myers. Um, a couple of drives later, uh, Gino, he was hit high. And he has to leave the game. And Locke came in. And, of course, we punted. Uh, but, again, here's a, here's a situation where we had a no call. So the refs just, uh, I, I don't understand uh right we we're getting all these pass interference calls where uh you know at a, at one point we're not talking about the defense on the second half yet but you know uh a witherspoon got called for uh what was it on sports it was unnecessary roughness or whatever he he did german suplex that guy but that's football uh you what are, what is he supposed to do you want him to do a drop tackle there that's the other that's the only other way that a defender is going to get a uh a guy down if you guy if two if a defender and an offensive player meet and they're both stood up something has to happen the defender is not just going to stand there and uh with his feet planted in the ground and not move because the offensive player is obviously going to try to move forward right <laughs> and um 
and gain more yards. So the defender has to do something. You have to allow them to do something. Either they're going to drop their hips and drop their weight so that the other player also falls down, or you're going to try to throw them to the ground. And that's exactly what, uh, you know, that's what uh, Witherspoon did on that play uh, that he got, got a penalty on. But, I mean, again, his choices uh, were to either throw the guy to the ground or the do the what has been very controversial the last couple of weeks doing a, a, a drop tackle where he's going to fall and put his weight to the ground and he may accidentally uh, fall on the player's leg and, and hurt him. Okay, so what would you rather him do? I mean, to me, I bet you if you asked the offensive player, would he have rather got a suplex like that or would he have rather had uh, Witherspoon uh, do a drop hip tackle? I guarantee you he would say, I would rather be thrown through the air so I can land on my body rather than have uh, the other player player's weight land on my ankle, you know? But anyways, back to this play. <laughs> uh, again, frustration coming through and getting me distracted. Um, Gino got uh, got hit here, right? He got hit high. Aaron Donald hit him high. And then I didn't even see who the second defender was, but that second defender that came in also hit him high. Also, when Aaron Donald came in and hit him high, he followed through his arm, and his arm did hit Gino in the head. No flag. So I don't know what the refs were doing in this game. Uh, I went to go look up who the referee was for this game. Uh, and then I found this website, uh, the sharpfootballanalysis.com. Uh, and they did, um, they, they do articles, I guess, every week about the NFL referee assignments and, uh, their, their, uh, impacts on NFL betting, because that's kind of what this, uh, this site is about. And you go uh, when you go to this, uh, you go to this page. Um, okay. Let me tell you who the, who the, the, who the head referee of our game was today. Carl Sheffers, uh, or Sheffers. I don't know how you pronounce that. It's Carl Sheffers. Well, guess who is, uh, the main, uh, you know, the, the, the icon picture of, uh, this website's, um, uh, you know, guess whose picture they use uh, for this article when talking about referees that uh, can uh, have high impact on games? It's Carl Sheffers. Yes. <laughs> guess what? Uh, even betting sites uh, say, hey, uh, this group is really bad at refing games, so you got to be careful. So, uh, there you go. <laughs> uh, just just to throw that out there. Uh, where, where where were we? Yeah, so no 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 penalty on this. I don't know how with all the other plays that uh, seemingly there was no contact that uh, got called contact on on pass interference. I don't know how there wasn't anything called on this, uh, and a player was injured. Uh, so I just don't understand how that happened. Um, but anyways. Uh, you know, Drew Locke came in, didn't look great, so we can finally uh, put
put to bed the idea that uh, Gino needs to be benched and Drew Locke needs to come in. Again, I didn't see any of the people who were saying that uh, the last couple of weeks that Drew Locke needed to come in. I didn't see any of them say anything in this game. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, if they felt like they were right, they would have been all over it, uh, all over social media, being like saying, see, 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 Drew should have been in. Well, I uh, didn't see any of that today because he came in and, yeah, he looked like a backup. Didn't look horrible, but he came in and he looked like a backup. Uh, he, you know, he should have hit uh, a deep pass um, to JSN, but uh, the timing wasn't there and uh, it 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 was off target. Uh, can't expect um, somebody to, to catch a ball that's off target like that. Um, and then uh, later on, again, a situation where we're, we're talking about third down, you only need to get a certain number of yards. You don't, you don't need to get all the yards that are left on the field, Shane Waldron. You don't need to get all the yards that are left on the field. You just need to get to the first down. But no, he's got his backup quarterback throwing the ball 30 yards down the field. And what do you know? It's intercepted. What do you expect? You, you got your backup quarterback in there. Uh, you had a lead, by the way. I don't know why you're not running the ball more with uh, Charbonnet, who has been doing good all game long. Just uh, the guy, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's doing. Uh, you know, uh, you know, de- defensively, again, just uh, a lot of, um, a lot of penalties, offsides. Uh, we're talking pass interferences again. We're talking about the the flag that was on Witherspoon that we talked about for, uh, uh. Roughing. I mean, we did see a great play from Reek Woolen here in the second half with that interception on an attempted flea flicker. He stayed on his assignment. He did his job. He did not lose uh, track of his man. He didn't bite. Boom, got that interception. All right, so that was good to see. A lot of bright spots in this game still. Um, you know, um, we saw uh, Julian Love break up a touchdown pass. Um uh in the end zone you know making up for poor play that he had uh at other times throughout this game uh and then again we had we saw a spoon flagged for passive for pass interference in the end zone that gave the rams a new set of downs again this was a third down uh situation that would have uh put him in another fourth and goal situation where they were either going to have to go for a field goal or, um, you know, go for it on fourth and maybe we could have stopped him again, but nope, they get a whole new set of downs. Um, and if you go see that replay and they even played the replay during the game, the bro- even the broadcast team was like, what was that? Because Puka Nakula, Puka Nakua, uh, tripped over his own feet. One, he runs into, uh, I believe it was Quandre Diggs, who is just standing there, just standing there. He has the right to his space on the field. So Nakua runs into him. Should be no pass interference there. He keeps running because he's trying to run his route. He falls down like five yards later. Uh, Witherspoon is just running, you know, 
behind him, just a little bit next to him. Doesn't even touch him. Again, flag comes in uh, from the broadcast. It looked like the flag came in from uh, a sideline ref who the, who I'm like, why the hell are you throwing the flag? You're There's there's other refs that are closer that they would see, right? So why is this ref throwing the flag? Can Does he even see where it's coming from? And, and you're not coming from the, you're not th- the side of the field that the flag came on. Uh, the, the, where the ref was, Nakua would have been between that ref and Witherspoon. So how could have that ref have seen that there was definitely pass interference on the play? He just saw Nakua fall and said, oh, well, that must be pass interference. Didn't touch him at all. Didn't touch him at all. Nakua just falls to the ground, pass interference. They get a new set of downs uh, on the one. Uh, of course, and you're going to give them three more tries. Of course, they're going to uh, get in for a touchdown. Ridiculous. Uh, and then uh, we do have to, you know, we do have to put some of this on the Seahawks and on the defense. Um, you know, th- they did have chances to win the game for us as well. Uh, we still had a lead late in the game, and uh, when we needed them the most. The pass pressure was not getting there. It was not getting to Stafford. Um, we have a lot of players on this line that uh, we have made investments in now. Leonard Williams, Draymond Jones, uh, Jen Reed being back. Uh, you know, we, we got we got some guys on this team that should be uh, coming up in this big moment. It's Mafe. Uh, he's just having a breakout year um, where we, we needed to see him come up in these moments. But on this final drive, our pass rush was not there, not getting to Stafford, and uh, that was killer. Uh, they moved the ball down the field, uh, and they're able to get into field goal range. Uh, you know, our final drive... Uh, Geno Smith comes back in, and maybe there's going to be some last-minute heroics. It's a great first down shot to Tyler Lockett. It's a big strike to DK to get into field goal range right away. And then at this point, there was like 30-something seconds left, and we're thinking, okay, spike the ball, uh, run another play to try and get closer, and then uh, and then we'll hit a, you know, try to run a play that is going to, you know, be on the sideline, gain a few more yards and uh, hit a field goal. But no, we see them after DK gets that uh, big first down and gets into field goal range. They run up to the line. They get, uh, they run a running play to Charbonnet up the middle to gain just a few yards. Then they get up there and they spike it 55-yard field goal uh, attempt by Myers, and he misses. He hit from like 54 and 52, I think, were his other field goals today, and then he just misses the 55, just just goes wide. Uh, horrible. Uh, could have been a game-winning situation. I can't put it on Myers too much. Uh, you wish that we could have got a little bit closer. Uh, just the end of, end of the game there was not uh, handled properly. And now we got to talk about that because 
what what is going on in the situation in that SoFi Stadium, right? They have how many billions of dollars put into that stadium, and now we're finding out that, uh, of course, miraculously, <laughs> the 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 comm system uh, was not working. So Gino had uh, nobody uh, in his helmet calling plays for him, like like in the NFL, like we do. You know, that's just, that is just supposed to be normal process. <laughs> they, you, you have the offensive coordinator uh, in your helmet calling the play for you so that you can make the, make the calls. Uh, like somehow, all of a sudden, game-winning drive, it's not working. Uh, and I guess that's how uh, Gino made the decision to... Uh, call a run play there instead of spike it and then run another play. Uh, that was mismanaged by Gino, though. Um, I would like to know what uh, Waldron would would have done in that situation. Um, I I I can only hope that he would have been calling for Gino to spike it and then uh, try to attempt another run play before trying a field goal. Uh, you know, with the rest of the way he does his play calling, I'm not completely confident in that. Uh, but yeah, that was mismanaged by Gino, and we have to put it on Gino because he said himself, "Yes, the comm system was down. I didn't have any comms. Uh, I didn't have anybody calling the plays uh, for me, so I made the decision to call a run play for Sharpenay, thinking that we would get a few more yards to set up and get a little bit closer for the field goal. Which, to be honest, is not a horrible decision. Uh, you know, when you're coming to the end of the game." It just was not the best decision, that's for sure. Uh, you would have liked to, again, run a, a, a pass play uh, that would potentially uh, get you more than just a couple yards and get out of bounds on the sideline and, and uh, you know, Oh, you never know. Maybe that a uh, few more yards would have been the difference for uh, Myers to get it in, but uh, we'll... We'll never know, because we end up losing this one once again, 17 to 16. Uh, and it just, again, it feels horrible. Uh, because it felt like most of the game, we played well enough uh, to get a win. Uh, uh, up until up until up until the very end, it felt like most of the game, it was a game that the Seahawks should have won. Could have won, should have won. Uh, if it wasn't for just horrible um, uh, refing, and then yes, the last drive uh, defensively, you would have liked to see them uh, play, uh, uh, you know, play better than what they did and, and get a stop. Uh, you know, I guess I sure would have loved to see more runs in the second half as well with a lead. I don't know, Shane. I don't know. Anyways, um, let, let's let's look at some numbers, okay? Uh, Gino today was twenty-two for thirty-four, two hundred thirty-three yards, a touchdown, no interceptions, sacks twice for thirteen yards total, uh, ninety-four point uh, ninety-four point four uh, rating for the quarterback. Good day for Gino. Sucks that he was out for those couple of drives. Maybe that's another thing, you know. Maybe we 
maybe we win that game if he doesn't go out for those uh, couple of drives. Who knows? You know, Drew Locke, again, he was he came in, he was just two for six for three yards total and an interception. Uh, again, I don't think the the coordinator put him in the best position. Um, but, uh, you know, he also didn't perform. Uh, Charbonnet was, uh, again, he was good today. 15 carries for 47 yards. That is just a 3.1 yard average. But uh, what we're looking at is most of the situations that they put him in was going for it on uh, short yardage situations and him picking up those yards and getting it done, getting getting the next set of downs. Uh, you know, it is the hardest thing to do to run when the other team knows that you're going to run and that they're playing against it. But if you have a player like Charbonnet who can go out there and still go get that, you know, two, three yards that you need to get, that is that is so important to have on your team. Uh, Walker, four carries for 18 yards today. Uh, unfortunately, again, he was hurt, so we, we didn't see much of him. We'll talk about that more uh, in just a second. Mac, Metcalf today, five receptions, 94 yards, a touchdown. Long was ninety. Oh, Long was 53, sorry. Um, so just another great day for, or for Metcalf. Lockett, five receptions, 51 yards. Uh, JSN, three receptions for 40 yards. Charbonnet had six receptions for 22 yards. Um, defensively, Quandre Diggs, 13 tackles today. Uh, Bobby Wagner had 10 tackles, uh, one for loss. Uh, Devin Witherspoon, eight, or yeah, eight tackles, a sack, a tackle for loss, a pass deflected. Uh, great day for Witherspoon. <laughs> um Julian Love, seven tackles today. Again, uh, he, he did have a pass deflected as well, like I said, in the end zone there that um, prevented a touchdown. He said on that very same <laughs> drive, the refs gave the Rams a touchdown anyways. But uh, Julian Love, a very up and down day uh, for for him today. Uh, Woolen, uh, you know, three tackles, two pass deflections. Uh, the uh, interception as well. So uh, good day for uh, Woolen to see him uh, out there and healthy and, uh, you know, looking like what we saw him do last year. Myers today, three for four. Uh, his long was 54. And again, just uh, sadly just missing, just missing that 55-yarder that uh, would have won that game for us. Uh, now, like I said, this game felt like a game that they, the Seahawks could have and should have won um, if the refs weren't there to help. Because let me tell you, Matthew Stafford, 17 for 31. 190 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Was sacked once. A rating of 70.6. Almost, almost only 50% completions today. Only 190 yards. You know, if you're telling me you're holding Matthew Stafford to something like that, 
I'm I'm you, I'm telling you your defense must have had a really good day and your team probably won. Uh, the only way you're going to convince me that a team doesn't win like that is if the referees are very involved. <laughs> uh, but um, let's see what else went on for the uh, the Rams today. They had Royce Freeman had 17 carries for 73 yards. Uh, so you know they were uh, they were they were starting to be a little bit effective on the run uh, again holding them under 80 yards so still really good day uh, you know we we held them as a team uh, for only a total of 82 rushing yards so I mean look at that combined uh, you know the uh, 190 yards uh, passing and 82 yards uh, total rushing yeah you're thinking wow your defense did really good this day um and, and they did overall it was just that final drive and uh penalties uh that killed them and a lot of the penalties that should just not have been penalties I, i'm not gonna let that go because it was horrible uh nakua today had five receptions for 70 yards and a touchdown uh good day for him uh, i do like watching him so um you know what can i say uh, I didn't like seeing him uh, do it against the team I root for, but uh, the, the guy is impressive. You know, as somebody, you know, who we saw um, play here at Washington, uh, then played at BYU, and then, uh, you know, a, a guy that had injuries throughout his college career, so he fell in the draft. Uh, but now we're seeing uh, that, you know, when not injured, eh, the guy, the guy, the guy is good. Um, let's see. Uh, and then other than that, I mean, they had uh, Daryl Henderson had four uh, receptions for twenty eight, Robinson two for twenty four. Just like I said, it just it wasn't nothing special from them today. Um, and then if we're gonna look at team stats, uh, we're looking at uh. Again, 291 yards total for us to their 267. We Both teams had a turnover. Uh, we had just 16 first downs to their 20. Again, uh, uh, a big deal. Third third down that we're talking here. Um, fourth for third down. Um, again, we were just five for 15. Uh, that's not good. They were, I guess, we held them to just two for nine uh, as well. Uh, so, yeah, it doesn't seem like we actually did bad defensively on third down today. Uh, we were, we were just letting too many first downs happen in the first place, I guess. Um, ah, just frustrating day. Frustrating day. Um. What else? I mean, our time of possession, 32 minutes to their 28, basically. Uh, yeah, just everything Everything looks, if you're, again, you're looking uh, on a stat sheet, it looks like it, a game that the, the Seahawks won. Uh, again, it, it's just, uh, you know, penalties that just killed them. 12 penalties today for 130 yards. Um, that that's not going to get it done. They they got to clean that up because again, it wasn't just the uh, 
bad calls. There were definitely calls uh, that were made that and that should have been made against the Seahawks. They they had a lot a lot of uh, offsides. Uh, and you know that's just that's the that's the thing uh, Pete allows, right? He allows his guys to guess the to guess the snap count, and sometimes that leads to uh, jumping early. But he likes that. He likes that his team uh, is aggressive, and um, you know could can and that it can possibly. Uh, lead to some big plays. It just led to a lot of uh, penalties today, unfortunately. And really, I mean, that's it. I mean, I'm just, you keep looking at the numbers and there's nothing else that you can really go over uh, and try to help explain this game more other than, other than penalties. It, it was penalties that really just killed this game. I mean, we had 12, uh, and the Rams had 9. So it wasn't like it was just penalties against us. It, uh, there was penalties all over this game that just were horrible. Um, and again, to me, it was some of the non-calls that the Seahawks, that went against the Seahawks, that were real horrible too. Um, so yeah, the refs, the refs' fingerprints were all over this game. Um, so uh, I, I, I just don't even want to talk about any more numbers because <laughs> there's nothing really to go over um, that is going to tell you anything more about this game. All right, so um, let's just kind of uh, go over a, a couple of last things here that we got to know that are important for our game upcoming in just a few days now uh, against the 49ers. K-9. What Pete described as a legit oblique injury. That is not good. When Pete Carroll says the word legit, you're missing time. That means it's a serious injury. Uh, he, he has uh, in his vocabulary other words that he would use for uh, injuries uh, when they're not serious. But when they're serious, he says legit. If he says the word legit about an injury, that means that player is hurt. And, uh, you know, I just hope it's like a short-term hurt for K-9 and not long-term. We need K-9 and Charbonnet in the backfield. It's it's a one-two punch. Um, you know, it's not... We're, we're not looking at uh, running backs that are the elite every down back you know we're not looking at nick chubb we're not looking at derrick henry throughout his career um that's not the running backs we have on our team we have complementary backs that we need both of them on the field and uh yeah if 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 k9's not gonna be able to go which it really sounds like he's not going to based on the way uh pete describes it and again you could throw all the Whatever else he says out in his sentence, you could throw that all out. Once he says the word legit, you know the player's hurt. So you hear the word legit, you think he's going to be out. We're going to need somebody to step up. Um, uh, hopefully, uh, we know that uh, Kenny McIntosh has been 
you know, he was activated from injured reserve, uh, and he's been a healthy scratch, uh, the last couple of games. So looks like we're going to need him in the, in, in this next game. And hopefully we could see something out of that rookie, uh, and he can step up right away and, and fill that, uh, canine role. All right. And then G Geno Smith, uh, we saw that he had to come out of the game, comes back in at the end heroically wearing, uh, that, uh, you know, wrap around his elbow. And they're saying he's got like a nasty bruise on his tricep and we'll see. Uh, we could be bo with both, uh, canine and Geno Smith out, uh, this coming Thursday against the 49ers. That's going to not be pretty if that really is the case. So we'll keep you updated, though, uh, on all that. Um, and, uh, yeah, this this one feels bad. We're 6-4 and four now. 49ers did win today. So, uh, yeah, we fall to um, – we, we, we fall uh, to uh, second – in the division now. I mean, that was another thing that felt really bad that the refs uh, seemed so involved is that we are still fighting for first place in the division. You know, we're not just fighting uh, for a playoff spot. We we are fighting for uh, like I said, we're, we're, we're fighting to win the division to get a, a playoff buy and it just feels uh it, it feels horrible to feel like you're not going to get uh, uh a division win or that your chances have been drastically decreased to get the division uh win because because the refs <laughs> were so involved uh in this game um so yeah uh i mean we're we're going to have to win these games against San Francisco coming up if we still want to win this division so it's going to be tough uh already and then really going to be tough uh without your starting quarterback and running back in there if they are indeed not able to go uh but yeah okay i i think we we've hit everything that we needed to talk about uh in this game so let's go ahead and close this one out uh, again feels horrible <laughs> that we lost uh you know let me know how you feel about it though i mean and let me know how you feel about this stretch that we are about to go on. Um, 49ers, Philly, 49ers, uh, Dallas. Or is that the order or did I get the order wrong? Let me, let me go double check and look. 49ers, yeah, Dallas, 49ers, and then Philly. So the next four games are tough. Um, there's seven games left in the season. We need to win three, at least three of them, to get into the playoffs. Uh, out of the next four, if you could win two of the next four, 
I really love your chances to win just one more the rest of the way with Titans, Steelers, and uh, Cardinals being your last three opponents. Uh, and in fact, <laughs> just with those uh, opponents being the last three opponents, I feel really good <laughs> about our chances of making the playoffs in general. Uh, but I, you know, you can never guarantee a win. So you sure would like to pick up a couple of wins in the next four games before you get to the end of the season to really increase your chances. Right. So I want to know in the comments, uh, or message me, let me know, do you think we can win at least two games out of the next four against two of them against the 49ers, one against Dallas and once against Philly? Real tough games coming up. Let me know what you think. Can we get it done? Um, yeah, that's what I want to know. Uh, hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button. Leave the comments. Uh, you know, um, Leave reviews if you're listening on a podcast. Uh, hit the subscribe or follow button, whatever platform you listen on. Appreciate it. It really helps the show grow. Um, and yeah, that that's going to be... Uh, that's going to be it. Um, we'll be back here uh, Thursday for the post-game show uh, on Thanksgiving. So, um, you know, uh, again, this one feels bad. Again, if you if you need something to feel good, I do that daily Fortnite podcast. That one is out <laughs> every day. Uh, you know, baby, you know, baby, go play some video games and uh, distract your mind from this loss <laughs> until until we get a chance to hopefully win the next one against 49ers all right all right thanks again for listening to the seattle sports show uh go hawks